Welcome to Stemming in Stilettos with Dr. Tasha, a podcast for and about women of color in STEM. These women are brave, beautiful, and brilliant. Their stories deserve and need to be heard. Their voice strong, their message clear, their experiences priceless. Now let's welcome this wonderful winning woman of color to the show. Hi, and welcome to Stimming in Stilettos with Dr. Tasha. And I am, uh, again, I'm always excited about our guests, I'm equally excited about our guest today. Dr. Treva Brown is on here with us. She's going to, I can't even wait to hear her story. I'm, I'm always excited um, to bring another um, woman of color, woman of color um, that works in STEM, whose career is in STEM in some way, and have them on to tell their story. So thank you for agreeing to be on the show, Dr. Brown. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Man. Okay. So again, as we start every every show, tell us your STEM story. Okay. So let's see where to start. When I was a little girl, not just kidding. So, uh, but, <laughs> but honestly, um, so I do like to start with my childhood. So um, my mom and dad, they were um, your typical, um, I guess what you would call middle class, uh, married couple, um, going up in just the not so favorable part of Baton Rouge, Louisiana, which is where I am from. Um, but they always encouraged me to literally follow my dreams, no matter how big, how outlandish, because I have had some outlandish dreams where they are like, Trifa, girl, what are you doing? And they're like, you know what? We're here for you. Um, so anyway, so it wasn't until high school that I even thought about STEM. And so I always tell the story that in my physics class, I'll never forget my physics teacher, how super sweet. Um, her husband was a professor at Louisiana State University um, in the math department. So she said, you know, she asked me one day, you know, what did I think about doing once going to college? And I was like, I really don't know. I just know that I'm going to LSU because my parents told me I was going to college. So I just know I'm going to college at this point. <laughs> so and she was like, well, you should think about STEM. And I was like, STEM? I'm like, stop playing. You talking about like a STEM like in a plant? And she's like, <laughs> no. <laughs> so, right. I was like, oh, what are you talking about? What is STEM? You know, because I, I had honestly had never even heard that term. I had never heard those four letters even put together, you know, in the sense that we know what it was just science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. Right. I looked into it and I was like, oh, okay, this is what it is. Not a stem on a plant but uh yeah so um looked into it and you know again like I said it was just always in my heart to go to LSU and um I looked into I just typed in stem in like their search box on their home page wow okay a couple of you know things popped up you know of course sciences I think a few engineering things etc and what stuck out to me was the college of science and that was because, of course, they had scholarships that were, you know, popping up. And then they had this one particular scholarship that had an African-American male's face to it. And I'm like, huh, what's this? Let me click on it. Um, and so uh, this particular scholarship, it was for um, those majoring in the STEM disciplines. But what I love about the scholarship is that they literally took you under their wing to get you through a huge university for one. Wow. Um to help you navigate through um, this particular discipline and to encourage you to go on and pursue your PhD. So I didn't even know what a PhD was either. So <laughs> yeah, right. like I was around girl. I was like, uh. <laughs> so I was like, all right, let me try for it. So fast forward, uh, went to the interview. It was a three day long interview process for this particular scholarship. Um, and honestly, like, I felt like I didn't belong. Like, I felt like I wasn't smart enough, you know, mm -hmm. looking at the students that were there, you know, fighting for the same scholarship. Um, I was like, cause I just felt like I, I wasn't talking like them. Of course, I look like a lot of them. So I was like, oh, I don't know, you know. Um, and then at the same time, too, I was a debutante with Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. So I was doing that at the same time. So juggling debutante with trying to, you know, apply for the scholarship. 
Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm like, ah, this might not be for me. So it took this one particular meeting during the interview process where I actually met that professor whose picture I saw online when I looked for it, when I was Googling on LSU's website. Mm-hmm. And he stops and he looks at me and he says, I see something in you that my mentor saw in me when I was right here at the stage that you're in. Wow. So, 18 year old, just trying to figure out this college thing. And I'm like, uh, okay, sure. I don't, I don't get it, but okay. Um, so I, again, still feeling like this wasn't going to be for me, went through with the interview process and he actually caught me outside of the interview room and he sat down and he said the exact same thing. He said, he said, I see something in you that someone else saw in me. And I was like, okay he's like <laughs> what is this thing you see please tell me yeah I'm like because I just see this you know little girl from the 70805 that mm-hmm. you know, I finished school I'm probably just gonna work in the plants out here right um so long story short I you know how you do you know like stuff like that and you're just like uh let me just chalk it up to the birds or just whatever right, right. it's the feeling of it afterwards so a uh, few, maybe a few weeks later, I never forget. I was coming home. Um, we had just moved into a new house. My parents and I, and my dad, always stopped to get the mail out the box before we pulled uh, more forward into the driveway. And so uh, I had a letter from LSU. So I'm like, Dad, no, I can't read it because they probably gonna say right to inform you and da da da. So he's like, just open it because God. Wait. Was it a letter letter or was it like a packet? It was a letter. It was like, you know, one of those legal size. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, it was like, I knew it was some paper inside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So my dad was like, come on, just open it. He said, I'm going to open one side, you open the other side. So we literally on both sides of the tab. <laughs> we're opening it and a whole bunch of purple and gold confetti pops out. So I'm like, does this mean what I think it means? Hey. So I slipped out the letter, it's like, congratulations, you've been accepted into the <gasps> program. And I'm like, so I'm screaming like a little girl in my daddy's car. My daddy's screaming and excited and dialing my mom on the phone because she's still at work. So anyway, I digress from that. So um, kind of fast forwarding for the time that we have, um, got into the program. It was super amazing. Um, I decided on chemistry because of the the same um, African-American face that I saw mm-hmm. was chemistry. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do chemistry because I see I see him. This is what I thought. This is what I resonated with. Right. I always tell people like now um, that I'm, you know, more into science and into my career that chemistry chose me. I didn't choose it because there's definitely no way that I would have even imagined obtaining the things that I've obtained and experiencing the different experiences experiences that I've experienced um, because again I didn't know anything about science anything about a PhD I didn't know anything about what I did in undergraduate research didn't know mm-hmm. anything about scopes none of that so fast forward again um, made it through school with some challenges which I'm sure we'll probably get into a little bit um, and um, you know at this point I was like all right I'm done I got my bachelor's I did what I came for my parents told me I had to go to college that's it right that alone working I had applied to Exxon Mobil you know in in Baton Rouge we have a lot of um chemical refineries right there in Baton Rouge Mm -hmm. so all right I'm going over for Exxon I'm set but God came in with another plan Mm. and I got a letter from the University of New Orleans out of the blue and they were like we want to offer you the Board of Regents Fellowship to come and pursue your PhD in chemistry and I'm like, what? 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 <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, I didn't consider it, but you know, I mean, like, I knew of like the role to get to a PhD because again, the scholarship program I was in, they, you know, groomed us into mm-hmm. going PhD. But I was like, again, set it selling myself short. I was like, I can't do that. That's gonna be too hard. I, I'm not cut out for this. So mm-hmm. anyway, so about it because faith is a big part of my life yeah right. I just was like you know what this came to me for a reason let 
let me do it. So moved down the road to New Orleans. And I ain't gonna lie, I had a good time for like the first I promise you, New Orleans is that place. New Orleans is that place. (laughs) And um, I mean, just again, the opportunities that were set forth for me were just, you know, I I just couldn't pass them up. Again, made it through that with some challenges. And right before I finished with my um, dissertation, uh, um, the Naval Research Laboratories, a scientist from there called my advisor and was like, yeah, we're looking for a microscopist, and there is one that we know that does microscopy that I think she works under you. So my advisor is telling me this, and he's like, yeah, so someone called, and they were looking for, you know, a microscopist, and, you know, of course, you were the first one that came to mine, and I'm like, from the government? Like, the government? <laughs> the government, the government <laughs> called me. <laughs> and I'm like, stop playing. Like you playing. Like mm-hmm. this girl. And so he's laughing because this is this is my personality. So what you see is what you get, what you hear is what you get. And so he is dying laughing at my just <laughs> the way that I'm reacting to this. So anyway, nothing long story short, he helps me through my interview with them. They came down to visit with me and talk with me about my research and how it would be applicable to what they are doing, um, where they are. And again, another blessing. I was offered a position at the Naval Research Laboratories where wow. I am currently a physical scientist still doing microscopy and still able to do the outreach that I love to do and it's just been an amazing journey so I think I summed all of that up in like 15 minutes (laughs) no that's no it's good it's good but I just you know of course I want to go and delve a little deeper um but I think so you know that that was the, the the summarized version um you know Dr. Brown has has lived this thing out um but I just I enjoyed that because I think it shows what happens when a you keep an open mind. You are um, you are you you give yourself the opportunity to experience things, right? You know, didn't know about STEM, but you're like, okay, let me let me see what it's about. Um, got a got a full ride scholarship to your dream school because you know in your mind it was like it was LSU or LSU, right? So, you know, it's just like every single thing is like, it's one of those messages that has resonated so deeply with me in my own life. It's like when you, you know, it's one of those things where you put it out in the universe and if it aligns with God's plan for you, then that thing will happen in ways that will blow your mind. Most definitely. So that, that is, I see it. I, I, I acknowledge, I acknowledge, I see you, I see God working. I see that. <laughs> I see it. Um, but I do want to go back because, you know, I mean, LSU is a, is a PWI. Um, yes. You, you are not. <laughs> so I'm, I, you know, I want to talk about, you know, some of your experiences doing what you're doing or, you know, being there as a, um, as a young black woman at a, at a PWI in STEM. Um, but understanding that like I, and you haven't said this, so I hope you'll expand on it, but I get the idea that, you know, that one professor, the guy who was in, you know, who's, who you saw, whose face was on the scholarship. Um, he plays a profound role in, or he, I think, you know, in my mind, I see him playing a profound role in your development while you were there. I don't know if that's true or not, but can you talk us through like what were some of the challenges you faced when you were at LSU? Oh, most definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I I definitely would not have made it through LSU without my mentors. So I always, always, always stress the importance of finding a mentor, mm-hmm. even one. Um, so uh, Dr. Isaiah Warner, he was the face that I saw that propelled me to even um, go into science. And through his program, there were other individuals that also looked like me that also, you know, helped me through whenever I wanted to give up. They were like, nah, you got this. Um, so uh, also as a part of the program, like I mentioned, they were trying to, you know, propel us towards reaching towards higher degrees, um, more so our PhDs. And so we were encouraged to do undergraduate research. Mm-hmm. So my undergraduate research advisor um, 
although she was not a woman of color, she was a woman. So that was also a major thing because we also didn't see a lot of that as well. So she was definitely a trailblazer field because she was, you know, making a name for herself. Um, and then I just definitely feel like she understood a lot of, you know, what we as women value. So for me, it's my family. I'm an only child. So I was like, look, if my mom and dad called me, I'm out. And she's like, I got got you, you know, cool. Um, so uh, back to some of the hardships that I faced. So one of the main um, ones that I talk about is uh, when I was trying to pass my physics class. I do not like physics, more power to the ones who like physics. It's just not my forte. Uh, but physics, we had to take uh, physics for engineers. And I just could not wrap my head around them vectors and them imaginary boxes and Schrodinger's equations. You, no, mm, mm, no, mm, no. So anyway. Kind of um, like physics, kind of like. But, but go ahead, go ahead. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. We still here. We still here. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry about no, <laughs> so it whatsoever. It it was so on my third try in this class. Um, so the first time I think I made an F. The second the second two times I made a D, and so it was that third time that you know my research advisor called me into her office. And she looked me in in my face and was just like, you will not graduate from LSU with a degree in chemistry. I was like, huh? And she was like, well, you know, looking at, you know, your classes and you should be here right about now when this isn't working out. And so as she's saying all this, you know, I'm hearing it, but I'm not hearing it, if if that makes sense. Mm And in my mind, I'm just like, so my mom would always, like tell me never let anybody see you cry in my mind I really wanted to cry and be like oh my god I know I know I'm just a failure but you know I kept hearing my mama's voice never let anybody see you cry then I also kept hearing another voice which I say was God's voice saying after you done with this letting her say what she's saying you go and you find those mentors because we got you we Mm -hmm. we go so she proceeds to lay out three different degree audits in front of my face like she already was just set that this just what I was going for wasn't gonna work so she laid three different degree audits one was a general studies degree um degree path because I also what people don't know (laughs) a lot of people find fascinating about me my first passion I always say is dance Mm -hmm. I just can't so I did a minor in dance, which, you know, you don't get many people that do science and dance at the same time. Anyway, I digress on that subject. But because I was taking um, the classes for to get my minor in dance, and then I also had so many classes under my belt for chemistry, she suggested that I can do the third quote unquote minor, because I think it was like three different subject areas you had to take in order to get a degree, a general studies degree. She suggested that I take african-american studies as my third subject choice shut up hello i was like "Eh, what wow and i was like what makes you think that i even want to do this like now mind you i took two classes in it but because i needed an elective and I elected to take those two classes for my curiosity but for her to just automatically say oh you can do your african-american studies right oh my goodness um and then the other two audits they were some kind of variation of like uh something something with general science or something and then i think something else was i think the other one was just like doing something totally different anyway Mm -hmm. i let her finish talking and i just Push together all of those papers that she had put in front of me. I slid them back over to her and I said, that's okay. Cause I'm going to graduate with my degree in chemistry. Now inside again, I was breaking down, but I, I was like, I got this. So after that, I ended up running to, um, Dr. Morner's office, the, the face that got me into chemistry. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, by the time I get to his office, I'm crying. I'm like, oh my goodness, like what I'm going to do, you know, this is really what I wanted to do. But, you know, I, you know, I, I agree. I'm not going to be able to make it because I'm already on my third try and I, you know, I keep failing and blah, blah, blah. 
So I'm going on and on, tears coming down my face. And so the way his office was situated, he was looking at his computer, which was faced away from his door. This man never turned around while I'm crying. <laughs> yeah. So he waited until I finished and he turns around and he's like, you done? And mm-hmm. I'm like, huh? <laughs> I'm like, did you just hear like what I'm going through right now? <laughs> and so he says again. Mm -hmm. (laughs) like so I'm clearing up my face and I'm like well I guess I am so at this point I'm like all right all right Laura okay I'm gonna just go for the general studies degree I'm just go back down to Linda Allen office and just go say I'm gonna do the general Mm -hmm. so he hands me over a box of tissue and he's like clear up your face then we're gonna talk because I can't talk to you with these tears coming down your ass this is not (laughs) you okay (laughs) you know (laughs) um so after I composed myself, he's like, so what did you come here to do? And I was like, get my degree in chemistry. And he said, okay. And who is the one that makes the decision if you get your degree? And I was like, the people who sign off on my degree, he's like, no, try again. <laughs> um, Me? <laughs> he's like, exactly. <laughs> and he's like, he said, you remember? When I first met you and I told you I saw something in you that others saw in me, and I was in at this time, I'm, you know, I'm like, I'm past the shy stage. So I'm like, yeah, but you know, I didn't understand what you was talking about. <laughs> you know? Right. Like, I didn't see it. Mm-hmm. Right. And he's just like, let me tell you something. So, you know, for the sake of time, he told me his story, you know, he, you know, country boy, Bunkyville, Louisiana. And if you know about Bunkyville, Louisiana, great. If not, let me tell you, Bunkyville, you have one stop sign. You stop at that stop sign, then you in another town so very small (laughs) um and so you know similar he was like you know he struggled in school and it took someone to see something in him to propel him to higher heights and that's what he saw in me that it just really took you know somebody to pull me under their wing because again like I say my parents my dad was a city bus driver my mom was a front desk clerk at a doctor's office so they didn't know anything about terminal degrees anything about science none of that they just literally were there for my support for got this you could do it but outside of that they couldn't really help outside of that you know right Um, so you know so he was telling me that you know he came from like a similar background so he was like, so, you know, he is, i never forget, he told me at that moment, he was like, you never let anyone deter you from the dreams that you have for yourself. When you came in here, you said that you wanted to do chemistry. You said that you were going to graduate from LSU with your degree in chemistry, and you are going to be the one to do it. But we as your mentors are going to help you. So again, that's when all my Persons of color that were my mentors at LSU that came together and they figured out a way for me to get through that physics class. And I ended up graduating with my degree. So, oh. <laughs> so that was one of the most notable things. Wow. That I, that, you know, I felt like on a discriminatory, discriminatory tip. Yeah. Um, and that that moment is what definitely made my skin tough for one. Um, and that's why I fight and advocate so much for STEM outreach and for mentors, because if it was not for my mentors, I'm telling you, I was getting ready to walk back down to the office and say, all right, I get that general studies degree. Right. It would have changed the whole trajectory of your life, but Definitely. at least you had the the good sense, you know, to go, to walk to, you know, to walk to wherever he was and say, listen, <laughs> yes, and for him to, you know, do that. He he corrected you real quick. Like, wait, right. hold on, sis, little sis. Nah, never, right. we not we not about that life. Mm-hmm. I can't. T- I mean, I really hate that that happened to you. Um, you know, I feel like there's a whole story in there because I'm like, I wonder how many students that is happening to. Mm-hmm. Um, currently, like then for sure. And that they, you know, they didn't have a mentor. They didn't have someone to talk to and they, and their whole lives are different because that, that trajectory just didn't happen for them. Um, so that, that just has me really, that has me wondering, but the, but um, the fact that you can look at it and say that, that experience right there just sort of 
it helped me and propelled me forward because girl, okay. (laughs) Yeah. The degree. Um, And then your experiences, you know, it's almost like you needed that, that situation to, to, you know, sort of, I don't want to say toughen you up because I don't think that's what it is, but it did provide you with an opportunity to develop mental fortitude, um, which I think we all need um, just to deal with like just the craziness of life. Um, So I think that's what happened. And man, it's where it's where it took you was just amazing. I do want to switch gears real quick, though, to talk. I don't know if I'm switching gears, but I do want to talk about dance. I do want to talk about your life for 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 people who don't know um dr brown is like you know again she says she she's a dancer she's she's done um she's a past debutante um but she's also into pageants and i really want her to talk about that um for a couple of reasons um one of the main reasons um i think is really important that people get to see that we are like for real people that have mm-hmm. multiple interests outside of what we do. I mean, I have no doubt that you are fierce in as a professional, um, you know, but I can also bet that when you walk into places um, and you're doing your other things when you're dancing or when you're doing your pageant, that it is equally, I mean, it's with the same fervor as the, you know, the woman you are when you walk into your, your lab. So. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, okay, so tell us about all of it. <laughs> like, just start, just tell us. Uh, so, uh, so I, so it was, so I guess I'll start from when I was a little girl. So my uncle would tell me that even as a little girl, like whenever I would hear music, you know, like little babies, you know how they just be kind of bopping around and it's like, oh, mm-hmm. it's so and uh, apparently mine lasted past that always oh, so cute stage. So whenever I would hear music, I was always dancing around, dancing around the house, apparently dancing around the store. And my favorite dessert is ice cream. So apparently when I was like four years old, when it hit stories about me, I had a whole gallon of ice cream. I think it was Bluebell ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, can you imagine this little short four-year-old girl walking through the store holding this gallon of ice cream and he's like and he's like we were looking for you and you just dancing around with your ice cream showing people <laughs> and he was like he's like I knew then that dance was definitely going to be a part of your life um and so when I was I think in about fourth grade maybe my mom she put me in she so one thing I say about my parents they put me in everything so it wasn't like oh I want you to do sports oh I want mm-hmm. you to do this. I want you to do that they were like nah we want you to figure out what it is that you like and whatever it is you like we gonna support you with it so I was in everything from basketball to volleyball to <laughs> drama to music and I I am not a sports chick whatsoever I'm <laughs> <laughs> a girl, girl wear my pink and my bling religiously and I was like my I hate sports and she's like try it and I'm like Ugh. but at least I tried it to say that I don't like it right <laughs> love watching it because I am a southern girl love love my basketball and my football and my saints New Orleans Saints yes but <sighs> hey hey, hey. <laughs> In case y'all don't know, we just I just derailed our whole relationship just right there. <laughs> I am an Atlanta Falcons fan. Um, oh, goodness. Oh. Uh, yeah. Well, I, let me just let me rephrase. I am. I live in Atlanta. Um, I have lived here my whole life. So um, I think I'm a fan by proxy. It's the Falcons aren't my favorite team. But I got to root for the home team. I just, I, I got to root for the home team. I, I got to root for my home team. So, you know what? We could be friends up until it's time for us to play each other. So then we're going to have to, like, call each other and be, like, make some kind of wager. Yeah. So oh, we- I'm for it. I'm for it. <laughs> it can't be too much because, you know, like, the Falcons will break your heart in so many ways. So it's just, I can't, I can't take that heartbreak and then another heartbreak. I just, it need to be something that I'm prepared to lose. So we can talk about it offline. 
right because you know we could do something cute like i don't know what atlanta is known for but like us like king cake or something be like oh girl you know if you lose you, know, you gotta send me a king cake okay okay <laughs> i can all right let's we can talk about the details of that i think i got this i think i got this all right. though if you are a listener and you're listening to this episode and you want to chime in on what our wager should be please make sure that you get in contact um, with me and so and I will I'll Dr. Brown I'll make sure that I tell you like this is what the people are saying that we <laughs> we need to wager okay and we got to get back on and talk about how it went <laughs> I promise you I we can, we'll have a part two for sure just to talk about okay so this is what happened in the third quarter they were up by 10 yes. and then they lost by three because yes. that's what happened Mm-hmm. okay but we digress going back going back to the <laughs> yeah i would think we've been friends for like ever so <laughs> so yeah so i started so then when i got into dance i was like oh my gosh like i love this right mm-hmm. um so fast forward so i did uh what we call studio dance in high school loved it um and it was ballet and then again that was another thing you didn't see too many brown girls were doing ballet mm-hmm. um so, um, you know, I, I definitely love the stage and, you know, back, back then I wasn't as, you know, outspoken slash conversational. Like I was mm-hmm. very shy. Again, I was a, an only child. So if you weren't my close immediate family and, or my parents, like you got, Hey, right. <laughs> um, so uh, the stage is definitely where I let loose. I let all my emotions go, my feelings go. Like I literally left it all on the stage. Um, and I, I honestly considered doing, you know, like dance or um, dance theater as a major. Um, however, my body said otherwise. <laughs> so I was like, you know, I could always do this as a minor and it always could just be something on the side that I do. Um, and it, and it still is something on the side that I do. So I love, um, I still dance. I love social dance, like ballroom dancing. Um, Latin dance is my absolute favorite. So salsa, merengue, bachata, you name it. I love it. Wow. Um, Wow. So (laughs) I always, you know, it's like one of those things when we're talking about dance. And so, um, so I am not a dancer. I can, you know, I can keep rhythm and do all those kinds of things. Right. Um, f- fairly, fairly decent, you know, regular, regular old dances, whatever the latest dance is, I probably can, can catch it. Right. Um, but I always keep saying, I want to go do a Latin, um, a Latin like dance night. Um, so I had the opportunity. Child, let me tell you. <laughs> It was not a good look for this girl right here. It was not a good look for Dr. Tasha. It just <laughs> was like, I don't know what is happening. <laughs> I'm sure it wasn't that bad. Oh. Mm. <laughs> don't make me bring the, you know, Mrs., uh, Mr. Anderson in here to, to blow up the spot. Cause he would tell <laughs> you it was not a good look. <laughs> oh, okay. So the next visit Atlanta or if you have come down to New Orleans we're gonna have to go to a Latin night and I'm gonna have to well I'm gonna help you out first before we go to the Latin okay because I cannot embarrass you because that's what it would be it's just mm -mm, it wasn't but I will say this though so this is why we bring this up because I do I do want her to get you know I do want you to talk about um how, how you got into pageants like I'm really interested in because I keep thinking about that as sort of like this niche market of things but I'm really fascinated as to how you got there I really do and the other thing I you know want to emphasize is that I really want people to see that the women on the show are like these well-rounded individuals who aren't just thinking about science or technology or engineering all the day all the day long they are they are real women with lives you know they date they're married um, or not married you know they have hobbies there are things that they want to do that are outside of STEM that defines them just as much as what they do within STEM. And so um, I just love that you are so, I feel like you're as passionate about these things as you are about doing doing the work that you do. Definitely. So yeah, so uh, pageantry, 
about. So I definitely felt the exact same way as you did about pageantry, that it was just this particular niche, this particular type of young lady that, you know, was like into pageants probably since they were little girls and mm-hmm. just, you know, like, you know, they wore makeup all the time, look cute all the time. And I'm like, you know, uh, we scientists and engineers, we ain't trying to do all that. Anybody got time for all that all the time? No. <laughs> no, truth, truth. <laughs> so um, actually, um, uh, a pageant director in my hometown of Baton Rouge, um, she reached out to me one year and she was telling me about the directs in our hometown um the uh miss black empowerment pageant um and so she's like you know i really think you would be a a great um addition to our pageant system and you know think about it so i think it went about two years that she was always you know telling me about right. it pull me into it and i'm like no it's not me it's not gonna happen like no thank you <laughs> and so it wasn't until I really got into doing my STEM outreach for mm-hmm. kind of myself, like spearheading it myself, if that makes sense. Because mm-hmm. or when I did it, you know, I did it in graduate school. Um, but I, you know, I was doing it with my um colleagues, you know, that were in graduate school with me. Um, so then I started just, you know, doing it myself. You know, I started reaching out to different organizations, like, hey, you know, I want to do some kind of STEM outreach component to whatever event you're having. Um, because you know, here in New Orleans, we have a lot of festivals. Um, and so it at a lot of those festivals, they like to have something for kids to do, so like a kid's zone. So I'm like, you know, I think it'll be fun if you could bring out liquid nitrogen, make liquid nitrogen ice cream, um, and and, you know, like the corn starch, you know, the non-Newtonian fluids, that kind of fun, fun stuff, right? Right. Um, so it wasn't until one day I just sat down. And so a lot of things kept coming to me that a lot of people were telling me just over the course of my career, getting to where I am. Um, and even some things that I would hear at um, just the different outreach um, things that I would do that, you know, people were like, you know, you're really on something here. You're, you know, uh, you know, people need to see you. People, um, especially young girls, young girls need to see you. Right. And so I just started thinking about, I was like, hmm, it's empowerment pageant. So, you know, I'm asking the director, I get back in touch with it. And I'm like, so what's, what is this about? <laughs> you know, so, <laughs> yeah. oh, you know, she, you know, so what, what wrote me into it with her pageant you know she didn't emphasize you know the quote-unquote beauty aspect you didn't have to do no swimsuit segment it was about the empowerment and that's what I was already doing right so you know it was about community service empowerment um just engaging the community Mm -hmm. everything already doing um so I asked my mom about it my mom was like again I either whatever I tell you I know you're gonna do what you want to do anyway right so, <laughs> yes. I was like all right okay I'm gonna try it got into it and I loved it and let me tell you why so you know when I put that crown on and that sash and I would go and you know do my same in outreach events in science I would get so many little girls that would say, oh, my gosh, mom, she's she's a princess, but she's also a scientist. How cool is that? And it's like, oh, my goodness, like this really does make an impact because, you know, as little girls growing up, you know, we do look to others like, you know, one day I want to be like her. One day I want to be like this. One day I want to be like that. But it never dawned on me that now I'm in that position, basically. You know, we never really see ourselves in that position. Um, So hearing this so much, I was like, okay, all right. So then my mindset with pageants transformed into now I'm this role model for young women. It doesn't have Uh anything with the glitz and the glam. It's about these little girls that's looking at me like they're looking at their Barbie dolls or whatever's the newest, hottest little girl thing that's out there. Like right. this on the embody. This is the representation that I'm given. So, you know, we, here, and I can't speak for everywhere, but here, STEM is honestly being put out the classroom, unfortunately. Um, oh. So it takes people like myself to say, hey, let's do this let me show you how fun this is let me show you that you could still be 
a quote unquote princess and still do science. So, you know, you know, I just, again, kept going with my community involvement and even, you know, outside of um, STEM, you know, I just, I don't know. I have a soft spot for kids for some reason. I don't have any myself yet, um, but it's just something about kids that I'm just like, they're just so vulnerable and their, you know, their minds haven't been tainted with a lot of the things that we've had to deal with, you know, just, you know, growing up and mm-hmm. getting far. So it's like, let me try to be at least that one positive aspect in their life. So I also did um, community work with, uh, we have an organization in um, the greater New Orleans area called Our Friends Closet. Um, this is a organization that um, gathers supplies, in a closet-like fashion um, for homeless kids. I never even really knew that was a problem. I'm like, you know, you don't you don't really hear about that. You hear about, you know, adults that are on the street, but you don't hear about kids that are out there fending for themselves and, you right. know, having to go to school and not even wanting to talk to their guidance counselors about, hey, I just need, like, some toothpaste because right. I don't have toothpaste at home. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that also resonated with me. So, you know, so being in pageantry for me is all about the outreach. I honestly could care less about everything else. Um, so then I finished that. I'm not going to lie, I was tired. <laughs> <laughs> I, again, I poured into my community. I, I poured into my community and, you know, I won the state title. Um, and, you know, I had different other organizations start reaching out to me after that. And I was like, nah, I need a break. <laughs> and um, But then again, it just kept resonating with me. You are the face that a lot of people don't get to see. You don't see a lot of scientists in pageants. You don't see a lot of engineers in pageants. Um, And so it's like, you know, I always advocate for changing the narrative and changing the face of STEM. Why can't I do the same thing in pageantry? So one of the things that I always put out there is stepping out of your comfort zone um, and just stepping out of the normal. And for me, you know, stepping out of my comfort zone as pageants because, you know, we talked a little bit earlier that, you know, I'm currently in an international pageant and I feel intimidated by all the young women that's in that because I'm like, they're gorgeous. They're talking about, you know, they have coaches and this, that, and the other. And I'm sitting here like, oh, I don't have all that. I just want to like do science with kids, you know? So, so yeah, so, so yeah, so that's how I got into pageantry and that's what I try to use my pageantry platform for. Oh my God, I can't, it's so, to me, it's masterful. Um, And I don't even, I mean, honestly, I don't think I understood it that way, Um, but I can see how you've you've managed to marry these two things together so beautifully um, for the benefit of your community. Um, mm-hmm. And we need more of it, um, especially uh, for, you know, our black and brown communities. Like it's one thing to see, you know, to see um, a white woman, um, but right. it's another thing for them to see somebody who looks like them um, and they can expire, you know, aspire, aspire <laughs> um, to be like, you know, like you. Um, and that is. There's there's that's gold. That's that's gold. And so my admiration for you just <laughs> just went up. Just just, you know, I mean, I already had admiration for you, but just just that thought and to do it like that line that you know that you just said about changing the face of pageantry and changing the face of STEM. I feel like that's gonna be the title of this episode, just so you know. So and just in case you see it again. <laughs> Um, I stole it from her. She said it. Dr. Brown said it. I'm stealing it from her. And I'm giving her the permission. <laughs> so, yes, it's <laughs> legal plagiarism, y'all. Legal. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So, um, so tell us again. So if you want to, you can tell us the pageant um, that you're up in uh, your that you have this upcoming. If not, that's fine. Um, but tell people where to reach you. And then I have one final question for you. Okay, definitely. So, yes. Yeah, so currently mm-hmm. I am state of Louisiana as Miss Black Louisiana International Ambassador for the Miss Black International Ambassador Scholarship Pageant. And so this is an international pageant that is taking place in the Bahamas. Mm-hmm. So 
<laughs> this I want to go. Can, I will carry. Can I just carry the dresses? Can I? Is that is that a role? Girl, look. Let me tell you, we have all kind of travel packages for our friends and family. So I look, and I don't have any friends and family that are coming. You know, especially with you know everything that's going on right now. You know, my mm. parents like, uh, we want to, but uh-uh. um, and you know, it's just it's just you know hard right now. So yes, please. Okay, because so my official role just for clarity's sake will be the dress holder 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 yes, yes. I'm, I'm for it i i will hold a dress that's what that's whatever i love it so yes so you know um you know it's definitely been you know i i am a very transparent person as well so it has been a course with um the pandemic going on um mm-hmm. so one of the um try to do in pageantry we try to gain sponsorships because it, it's a it's an expensive thing to do which I know is what deters um many young women from pursuing these particular um titles and going for pageantry Mm -hmm. um so you know look I'm gonna put it out there if you want to be a sponsor of Miss Black and International Ambassador please do it it. and we will give them information so I'm gonna have Dr. Brown send me information and then we will put it in the show notes um so okay so yes so this is the way so the main way you can contact me um I am always 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 um posting on social media because again um I tell people all the time people are like how do you reach you know the young audience and I'm like social media social media is the way mm-hmm. um so um Instagram is diva mm-hmm. underscore treva um or on Facebook uh treva b with the period but it's Stands for Treva Brown. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. my name. Um, or you can email me T B as in boy R O W four five at gmail.com. Those three areas is where you can always find me. Um, you can also look me up on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure if you just kind of Google my name, I'm probably gonna pop up anyway in several, several ways, either doing pageantry, doing Zumba, <laughs> doing right. Well, there's uh, not that many Treva Browns, so yes, so so not yes, that so. many Treva Browns, so. so that's the way y'all can find me. Um, and yeah, this has been amazing. So one last question, and this is the one we ask all our guests: um, If you could go back in time and talk to your younger self, what advice would you give her, and why? So that is an amazing question. And I ask myself this all the time, honestly. Um, and the advice that I would give my young self is to go for every opportunity that is presented to you. So one of the things that I never did, I never took part in any of the study abroad um, positions that were always offered in school because I was scared. I was scared to travel outside of the country. Now you can't get me to stay in the United States. I'm like, yes, I need to go to Puerto Rico. I need to go to the Dominican. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I definitely um, would go back and tell myself to go for those study abroad opportunities because now, you know, I work with people from all over, like some of my colleagues, like, you know, one of the scientists I work with, he's from Denmark. Another scientist I work with, he's from China. Um, So I feel like if I would have, you know, stepped out of my comfort zone then and took part in those things that I would have a wider uh, insight um, on just the different types of just things that are out there as far as STEM um, that are uh, offered and even just expanding my horizons and just, you know, having just those friends that I could, you know, ping back to and say, hey, you know, you remember when I visited, you know, right. you know give me some advice on this because this is what I'm working on now. So now it's like I'm taking those opportunities now, which is still great. It's still great that I'm still stepping out of my comfort zone now. But I wish when the opportunities presented themselves back then that I would have yeah. took I was too scared to go. So, (laughs) well, you you have lived and you have learned. Um, I think that's great advice um, for, for, um, you know, young girls is is to really take advantage of those opportunities, push past the fear, um, because you just never know where it's going to lead you in the future. So 
man, this has been really, really great. And um, we have some follow-up work to do. So if we will do it. Um, we have a bet to secure. <laughs> I got to get my ticket uh, so I can be the dress holder. Um, I just, I've enjoyed having you on the show. And I know that my audience will enjoy hearing your journey and all of the lessons learned. Um, thank you for, thank you for being a guest on my show. Thank you for having me. You know, I was super excited. Like, and that's another thing. So I'm going to throw this out here too. Always put yourself out there, even if it's you doing it. Because I know sometimes, you know, you see advertisements that say, oh, nominate someone for this. Or if you know someone who would like to be on my podcast, please let me know. Well, if you that person that you think you should be on that podcast, or if you that person that think you should be nominated, go for it. Do it. Because I reached out and was like, Hey, I think I would be a great asset to <laughs> I, And I'm always, and that's the thing. I'm always looking for guests. It's like, I think people think you have to have reached a certain status to be mm-hmm. on the show. Baby, no. <laughs> you know, the whole point of the show is if you are a woman of color working in a STEM field, this show, this show is for you. Um, so, um, so if you've heard that and you've heard um, Dr. Brown's story, um, please follow her advice and please follow suit and hit me up. And um, so we can we can get you on the show. I want your story to be told. I know it's an amazing story, just as hers was, because um, that's what we do here. Um, I want to honor you and your story and get it out there to the masses um, so that we can we can encourage and inspire a, the younger generation of of girls who are interested in STEM. Um, that hey, you can do this. You yeah. can you can do this. So, um, well, you guys, I think that was a great little wrap up there that I did like off the cuff. I wasn't planning to say any of that, but um, you know, sometimes that's what happens on this show. So I will conclude it. Um, today, I'm just saying, as I always do, wishing you guys well, hoping that you guys are keeping yourself safe until we can meet again. Thank you for listening to this episode of Stemming in Stilettos. Please check out the show notes to get additional information about today's guest or today's topic. You can find the podcast on every major podcast platform. You can find additional information about Dr. Tasha at www. DrTasha.com. Thanks again, and don't forget to tune in every Tuesday for the latest episode of Stemming in Stilettos.